Do you have vivid dreams? Are you someone who experiences visitations from spirit in your dreams? Or maybe you have a hard time falling asleep or interpreting what your dreams mean and you have questions about that. A lot of people, when they're coming into their own spiritually or just starting out on their spiritual journey, they mention having very vivid dreams. And this is something that I get a lot of questions about on different social media apps. So I have for you today a return guest, Ricardo Pice, who is here to talk about his work as a dream interpreter and at a very basic level, what different dream terms mean that you've probably heard thrown around the spiritual community. And I can't wait to hear how all of you uh, relate to this. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever your beverage is and Grab a seat, sit down, maybe a notebook, and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to Coffee and Conjurings and another episode with my good friend Ricardo Pice, dream interpreter, psychic medium, artist, um, meditation leader. There are so many, so many things that you do and that you do very well. And uh, thank you for being back. Thank you for having me. And thank you for like loving on me with those words of affirmation. Uh, I, I'm kind of speechless right now because it's, first of all, it's always so much fun to hang out with you as we do often, but being able to be on your show and to share my experience and the knowledge that I've acquired throughout like these three decades of doing dream interpretation is it's really an honor. I think that there's a lot of people who are curious about this, um, but there's also a lot of skepticism and stigma around dream interpretation by an intuitive person who's actually studied different ways of dream interpretation, who doesn't just pick up a dictionary and goes like, oh, this is that. And I've done studied, I've studied um, certain aspects of psych- psychoanalysis or psychoanalysis, and especially from Carl Jung and like students of Carl Jung who then developed their own uh, ways of like, breaking down archetypes and symbols and patterns. And it's just, it's so good to be able to provide a service that is both based on actual studies and also influenced by how intuitive I am and how empathetic I can be. Um, So when you're getting, just like when you're getting a reading, like a psychic reading or a mediumship reading by someone, when you're getting a dream interpretation reading with me, we're going to go deep and we're going to go seriously into anything and everything that needs to be checked. But just know that, just like I said in the other uh, segment that I was on the show for, I always come from the standpoint of uplifting, healing, and supporting you in recovering or elaborating or actually cultivating your sovereignty over your life and how peaceful you feel in your decisions uh, as you progress. So thank you so much for bringing my voice up on your show because it's an honor and I love you. And dream interpretation is a really big piece of our healing and of our spiritual awakening and our journey just with spirit, because it's so different for everyone. Um, And full disclosure, this is our second time recording this episode because audio hates me and spirit. I feel like I am going to blame spirit. It might be my understanding or lack thereof of some pieces of technology, but I'm just going to pull the spirit card here because it's so frustrating. Any hoozy loosies though, 
um, Ricardo, what he does with dream interpretation, it's really beautiful because it's not just like this, um, the surface level interpretation, like you're talking about, anyone can Google it or, or grab a dream dictionary, yeah. but he's able to really get into your like inner psyche and figure out where it is that you need more healing or what it is that maybe we're ignoring in our waking life. But a lot of people at the beginning of their spiritual journey, one of the first things they notice, or when an intuitive, I get a lot of comments on my TikTok videos of people saying, oh my God, I have vivid dreams too. And they've always felt more like stories or experiences and not like what other people, other people, air quotes, experience, right? Maybe you're not so normal and you're more intuitive than you think you are. What do you have to say to people who are experiencing these vivid dreams at the start of their spiritual journey or forever and didn't realize it, that no one, yeah. that other people don't dream like that. First and foremost, I think that as we are in October, 2022, we're fast approaching the 8 billion mark on the human population on earth. I think that there's 8 billion ways of meditating. There's 8 billion ways of dreaming. There's 8 billion ways of living valid and worthwhile lives first and foremost. And the other thing I I would have to say is that if you're experiencing vivid dreams, which are different from lucid dreams, astral travel, just the vivid dreams, this just means that there's something very clear that your subconscious mind is trying to convey to you. And it's not just that, it's also that you were open and available for the clarity of that experience that this availability and openness doesn't mean that it's intentional and conscious. It just means that your overall system from your gut to your brain and even your like emotional state were in homeostasis. So there was a balance that enabled this more intense experience to happen. Intense in the sense that it's vivid. It feels very palpable. Um, does this answer your question? Yeah, it absolutely does. It is, do you find that vivid dreaming is something more that more people who are inclined to have stronger natural intuition experience. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so <laughs> the shortest answer I've ever heard from you. I can elaborate. <laughs> so there's, there's this person um, that I definitely recommend people accessing if they can, and if they, they can afford it. Her name is Sage Joya. I met her on clubhouse uh, and she collaborated with me in some dream inter interpretation sessions and her approach is from the gut. And so she's an expert on gut health. And she actually taught me a lot about how the gut being the second brain really influences how clearly intuitive you are and how, how you can actually bring like a holistic wellness and comprehensive uh, consistency to your own being in your life. Uh, and and to, to say that people who already experience vivid dreams or people who find that they have like acute intuition independently of their history that may have caused those gifts to, to be so intensely developed, this just means that it's kind of like having a map for roads. And where whereas without the map, you know certain ways, with the map, you have more options and you have a different perspective on how you can navigate through this quote unquote city. Is there something to the old adage that you have that your the food that you eat like before you go to bed can influence your dreams? Like, have you Absolutely. ever heard someone say that? Yeah, it's not, I, and I've said it myself. If you have spicy food and not much bread or milk to help alleviate it, you're probably going to have nightmares. <laughs> it's, it's wow. And by the way, nightmares they don't mean they're bad. Like I, I, you've, I've, we've talked about this in private before. Yeah. 
Nightmares sometimes are the most physiologically beneficial experiences to have as a dream. But I know we're not talking about like physiological dreams today. We're focusing more on the connection between dreams and intuition. But this is just like like an annex note to remind people that nightmares are sometimes very healthy because they help the body expel certain toxins that need a, an actual intense flush of emotions to help it get out of the organs that it's energetic toxins. Yeah. If you want to experience clear dreams or at least more relaxation before you sleep, I recommend kiwis or mushrooms in uh, included in your dinner. Not a lot of meat um, because meat is heavy and just like spices, it might create conditions for dreams that are not comfortable or they might be perceived as nightmares. Um, but that's it. Like just on an introduction level, certain mushrooms really are conducive to more vivid dreaming. So not, not like, I'm not talking about like tripping. Uh, no, that's not it. Like just regular <laughs> mushrooms, like shiitake and, and mushrooms that you will include in like some pasta. Like that's it. It's fine. Not that's fair. Okay. It's no one's going to think that I promise. But I'm not like, I'm not encouraging people. If you want to do go on a trippy thing with mushrooms or ayahuasca or something like that, that's you. If you're an adult and you want to do that, sure go ahead but i'm not that's not what i'm proposing here okay i'm just saying that there's some congruences between experiences from those substances and naturally induced intense dream experiences this is like giving the warning label on like a like on a piece of equipment meant for children right it's like don't do this and you're always like well who did this to make this have to be a label. That's like, yeah. I feel the conversation we just had <laughs> that. Um, okay. But it's a cautionary tale too, it right? Is. Because if some people have taken like acids and they stood on top of buildings and they thought they could fly. Right. And some people might take mushrooms or they might go on these out of body experiences enhanced by ayahuasca and other substances thinking that they're going to become spiritual because, <laughs> because of that. Um, and, and, it's, I think it's very important to have discernment. I always reinforce any advice I give to my clients or anyone who's looking for advice, like use your own discernment. And if you feel like you're lacking information, put some research into it. Google, see whatever feels best for you and make sure that like the resources you're accessing are based in things that you can put some trust in. 100%. You touched on lucid dreaming versus if you guys took from that, what I did, it's don't eat spicy foods before bed. And also (laughs) don't take mushrooms that are meant to (laughs) induce jumping off of buildings before bed. Any other time, if you're an adult is totally fine. I'm just kidding. I promise. (laughs) No, don't jump off the building. Just take the mushrooms. Okay. Don't take the mushrooms. Vivid dreaming. Yeah. is different from like lucid dreaming. And we've yes. talked to you and I have had this conversation a thousand times. I've worked with Ricardo for a dream interpretation. I also will still message him and say, what does this mean? And he usually follows it with, but you already know this because yeah. I do, but I you're really to good. Like, you're really good. At dream interpretation. Well, thank you. Yeah. What is lucid dreaming then? In like layman's terms, what is lucid dreaming? Okay. Like, again, like we're talking about this on a very basic intro level. Okay. And in very generalistic terms, vivid dreaming is having very intense, palpable, like memorable dreams where things seem real. And you have like, it's a dream that who, whose memory might accompany you for the rest of your life. And there's dreams I've had that definitely accompany me to this day. But I might have hyperkinesia, which is the ability to remember things vividly from very long 
um, lost periods. But I'm not diagnosed, so I, I shouldn't self-diagnose, but I do remember things from very early on. Anyway, lucid dreaming is having somehow the ability to control either the movement of your head, the movement of your body, or even the perspective of your dream or the dream you're experiencing. So you become a little bit of like, if not the director, the producer, or somehow like an active member, active member of whatever is going on in that experience. Whereas a vivid dream would be more like those dreams where the most you'll be able to act out is an emotional response. Like you won't be able to decide whether you're walking up a street or turning a corner. And there is like this bridging area between vivid dream and lucid dreaming, which is when you're actually trying. And I remember like a specific dream I had where I was trying to walk out a building, run and scream to help someone who was outside. And I wanted to just hug them or something like that. And the more I tried to run, the less I was able to even walk. And so when you're trying that, like when you're trying, it means you're trying to gain lucidity and realize, okay, this is not how reality usually behaves. So I'm going to calm down. And as you calm down, then you're able to cross over the bridge to the lucid dreaming. And if you're not able, that means that you have so much adrenaline shooting into your system that you're going to wake up. So remember that even though it's exciting to fly in dreams, it's exciting to have certain experiences. It's good when that excitement is something that you kind of feel, but you can at the same time sort of detach from in the sense that you're just enjoying the trip in the sense you're just enjoying the, the roller coaster ride. It's not about you driving the car of your dream as much as it is you have some control of it as you're experiencing it, lucid dreaming, right? having some control of it as you're experiencing it, but also being able to sit back in that control without trying to force everything. Otherwise you'll just right. force yourself awake. And we Is went that, from a basic level to intermediate very fast. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. When you're, when you're having, when you, you said like an adrenaline rush that like forces you out of that dream, would you compare that to not compare it to, but what, have you had that experience where you're waking up and you can feel your mouth kind of like clenched together going like, mm, mm, mm-hmm. like trying to yell. Is that like you bridging, getting close to a lucid dream and then you force yourself out of it? What happens with what I refer to as a, an adrenaline rush is that our brains have waves, right? We have different right. brain waves and there's a specific bandwidth within which we have dreams. There's an intermediate bandwidth that crosses over or intersections that dreaming uh, um, bandwave uh, or brainwave that has to do with lucid dreaming, astral travel, and it goes deeper and deeper the more spiritual the nature of the experience becomes. And there, there's always like a reconnection, like a heartbeat chart kind of thing, where you will see that there's still a connection with the brainwave. There's other podcasts that go into a lot of scientific, scientific depth about the dreams and dream states and lucid dreaming. And there's headsets that people can wear that will cause lucid dream. There's a lot of that. I don't go into that because I come from the intuitive and the natural induction of things. I'm not opposed to them. I find these things fascinating. That's why I listen to them and learn about them. But it's just to confirm that I'm not making up my interpretations. I'm not making up the experiences I'm having. They're backed up by science. And at least science is actually finding like confirmation that these experiences are real, that they may be subjective, but they are nonetheless real. They're happening in our mind 
not just in our brain because our mind is also in our gut. Anyway, long story short, when you feel like your body is responding in a way and you're becoming more awake, you're coming into like the alpha where you're not asleep, but you're not awake either. This is the breakup. You see, it's not, there is the thin line between vivid dreaming and lucid dreaming where you can kind of like cross that bridge right under the waking up thing, but you don't feel the stress quote unquote, adrenaline rush, you don't feel the stress that it might have on your body or you don't sense. associate it. Like someone from the outside might see your body kind of like twitching and moving and know that you're dreaming, but you don't feel the stress or the strain of like trying to move your arms and not being able to like punch, <laughs> you know, when right. in your dream, you're like punching through a teddy bear or something. So th it's important to distinguish that the vivid dreaming is mostly passive even though it's intense it's something that you're meant to receive and there's spiritual vivid dreaming that's a, another branch altogether and and then there's vivid dreaming into lucid dreaming lucid dreaming and then astral travel which is less subjective but it can still contain aspects of lucid dreaming right they all blend a little bit there's there's a yeah, blend there's, there's like, not just a one two three separation it's a spectrum right it's a spectrum yeah. there's like intersections there's connections for sure so what bridges the gap between lucid dreaming and astral travel? Well, lucid dreaming. So astral travel is in a sense, it's kind of like you have your goggles on to go circling. Okay. So you have your goggles on and you have your tube so you can breathe as you kind of snarkle on the surface of the sea. And this is still your own experience. But when you're astral traveling, it's kind of like that, but you have the bottles of oxygen or air, compressed air in your back, and you're going into the deeper sea where it's not exactly your own realm or you're close to your realm of comfortable existence. You're moving a little further out while still having conditions to exist and interact there. Is it an out-of-body experience? Yeah. I would consider okay. astral traveling as an out-of-body experience, Thanks. even though there's like different kinds of out-of-body experience. And even remote viewing is a partial out-of-body experience, even if you yeah. still feel your body exactly where it is in the room that it is. And you can like just sense that you're kind of like, quote unquote, imagining it. There's still a part of your mind that is projecting there to at least capture the signal like an antenna. Have you ever had the experience? Have you ever had the experience where you see, um, you see yourself laying in bed and you're standing outside of yourself? Yes, when I was very young. What would that be considered? That's out of body experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like the standard what people refer to as a standard out of body experience, like just basic astral travel. But the one thing I know is that I cannot intentionally push myself out of my body. I know that if I ever get out of my body, it's because like my spirit team, my angels or whatever it is, they're there to support the experience. And there's historical, like personal history reasons why I can't just smoothly get out of my body like other people would. And so I've been gifted with spiritually inspiring dreams. I've been gifted with like astral travel that is assisted by spirit, but that's that's the thing, like when you have so many gifts that already allow you to connect with either source or the universe or, you know, like instant cognizance or, of something, perhaps traveling outside of your physical body is not so much a priority. And so I feel like I'm blessed with certain gifts and maybe I don't get to enjoy the roller coaster ride that so many people get to. 
but I know enough about it to share in a way that you can defend and enjoy yourself when accessing that. So we talked a little bit before too about you say like you can help people enjoy it. Um, how do they intentionally do that? How do you intentionally do that? Cause I love what you said the other day about how it's almost removing the pressure and the intention yeah. that allows you to do it. So you can set the intention, but still have fun with it. Right. And yeah. is, what would you recommend people do? For instance, last night, I had one of the most restful nights and I had really meaningful, interesting dreams that I didn't record by writing, but I just went into like a meditation mode to interpret it because I've been doing this for so long that like sometimes writing it will bring out a lot more information and take a bigger chunk of my morning than I would desire. So I just go into interpretation mode. Um, but one of the things that I think is very helpful and you can sense it immediately in your nervous system is doing either affirmations or affirmations. So affirmation is a statement, a declarative statement that is like, it's fun for me to fall asleep and enjoy my dreams, something like this. And an affirmation, if making affirmative statements usually makes like you doubt yourself because we all have emotionally different histories. An affirmation is setting up, setting it up as a question, like opening up the space for wonder and the possibilities, which is what if tonight I have a wonderful dream experience as my body rests? Something like this. What if it's possible? Right. And so giving yourself this emotional freedom and safety. What if tonight? I get to astral travel, or if I don't get to astral travel, at least I have wonderful dreams that will uplift me in the morning. I will just relax with this possibility. And you allow yourself to fall asleep and you will notice there's a huge difference. And I know that this sounds like programming and it is. And this is how we can also program how well we feel about our day in our lives. Like we can just take a break and just allow ourselves to be, be present with our emotions, whether they're positive or not so positive and just say, yeah, I am acknowledging this, I am present, but I choose to live the rest of my day in a way that I will feel good about myself when the day's over. Something like this. Okay. And you mentioned dream journaling too. That helps you? Yes, absolutely. Because it's not just the recollection and, and an exercise that enables you to better remember your dreams. It's also an emotional map that you're writing. And so as an as a hindsight tool, I love dream journaling because it will actually show you with these checkpoint symbols and patterns that you've written down, it will show you moments and periods of your life where something was happening and it was showing up in your dreams that even then interpreting them then wasn't really clear. But then you look back and you see, of course, I was going, for example, someone was going through a divorce and certain symbols and certain patterns were showing up for them and they stopped showing up because this person has achieved closure or they're in a better stage of their life where the emotional rampage of a divorce isn't that present and permanent in their daily life. And it's, so it's very interesting to keep that as a way to both process and digest emotions, which also clears the way out for you to have clearer and perhaps even more vivid dreams because as you journal what you went through in the evening, you're creating emotional space and safety for you to em embrace the new day with a lighter weight on your shoulders, you know, like not as much to carry. What about if you have trouble remembering them to that's even write why, them down? That's why, like, as you just start dream journaling, you're asking such good questions. I love it. 
That's why when you start dream journaling, don't worry about telling a story. Don't worry. Just if there's a color, if there's an impression, if there's an encounter, if there's something, one thing only that you're remembering, just write that one word. And something that you mentioned the other day, and I think it's really worth mentioning today, if you're going to actually write a story because you can already remember more of your dreams, write it from the moment close to waking up and then backwards, because you will see that the more you start writing, the more of the memories of that experience will show up and come to the surface rather than trying to go all the way back to as far as you can remember, which you can still do, but more effectively, if you start from the last bit and then say, and before that, this happened. And at the same time, this was happening. And before that, and you gradually go back and back and back, you will probably be even able to remember dreams you had in the previous REM stage of your night. So it's just it, the writing backwards is such a fundamental, basic, and helpful, personally affirming tool to use. But again, do not feel humiliated or incapable if you don't remember much in your first dreams. But just having that notebook or that app where you record or send a text or a voice message to yourself um, by your bedside or like easy to access so that you can just put that information in and go back to sleep or go to the toilet or whatever it is. Um, so that you know that you've registered that information and you can go back to it later on. It's really good. It's helpful and it will take your mind off of it more easily. And that going backwards, it's, it's really as simple as when you lose something physical, tracing. retracing your steps, starting with yeah. the last place that you were, you work yourself backwards through it. So with dream journaling, just start with the one word. I freaking love that because I think a lot of people sit down and they think like, well, I don't remember anything. And if you can literally drum up that one color, it will help you go farther and farther and farther back. If you're not remembering anything, I really recommend setting the intention before you go to bed. I intend to remember my dreams. I desire to remember my dreams. And that will help you as well. You have to be open to and believe in the affirmations that you're using. Otherwise, you're just wasting your breath, though. What you're saying is very important, but it's also bringing up uh, an important issue about personal space and how sacred your sleep really is. So just physiologically speaking, people who don't dream, there's people who are medicated not to dream or their medication prevents them from dreaming. They're being assisted by medical specialists that are making sure that this person is alive. The fact that we dream every night, whether we remember it or not, is keeping us alive. Our brain and our gut is literally keeping us alive and our subconscious mind is literally our cheering team supporting us through whatever images and patterns it's sending into our experience in the dream. Just know this. And also it's so important to set a time that to set apart that time to just cool down. Even if you're married, if there's someone sleeping by you to have a moment to just quiet down by yourself, to have like some personal space that when you're going to bed, you're not just mindlessly doom scrolling or, you know what I mean? Like just being there for yourself, closing the day, closing shop and knowing that your body, your mind, your heart deserves this relaxation. It's kind of like I'm narrating now, <laughs> but the, but you really do deserve that. And And so remember like when it comes to sleep time, the world might be ending around you, but you deserve your rest. You deserve to feel at peace with yourself. And that is sacred. Yeah, go ahead. That's why it's really important also to take those 
few minutes, even moments, even if it's seconds, look, y'all know I'm a mom of three boys. My oldest turned seven in November. Like they are little kids. Okay. So for me to say, take some time during your day, sometimes it is that like five seconds between strapping them into the car and walking to your side and getting in. I take a deep breath before I get into that car and I recognize where am I? How am I feeling right now? And that alone is you checking in with your higher self, you checking in with your spirit team. And that if you're not even allowing yourself that, then spirit is more likely to visit you in your dreams because you're more, you're more vulnerable, more open to it without getting too much into that. If you aren't giving yourself the time during the day to receive from spirit or from your higher self, you're going to in your dreams. So that's again, where boundaries come in. I was just telling Ricardo before we hopped on and decided to record that last night with the spirit who was in my kitchen making all of this crazy noise while we were trying to record the other day. Uh, he asked if she left me alone so I could get some good sleep last night. And I literally walked downstairs after I put all the kids to bed, I walked downstairs and I said, we're not effing around today. Leave us alone. We're sleeping tonight. <laughs> we did not have one, one ounce of disturbance in our sleep last night. I mean, it was incredible. So when I tell you in classes to use your quote mom voice or to use your I'm mad at my significant other voice, use it, but <laughs> yeah. use it, mean it, have that kind of ferocity. There are a lot of people who I've come into contact with who are kind of living in this people pleasing mindset still. So you're almost with spirit like, well, I mean, don't bother me unless it's important and then you can come in, but no, 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 no. Set the boundary. I'm getting sleep. And that's where your dreams will become more um, yours and less of spirit showing up to ask things of you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with the audience about dreams or really anything in general and also where to find you? Okay, so so you you just mentioned visitation dreams. So visitation dreams are another aspect of like the the intersectionality between vivid dream, lucid dreaming, and astral travel or astral slash spiritual connection. Okay, so you can have there's a difference between vivid dreams with memories of people that you love, but there's a strong sense that this comes from a memory. And it's not actually connecting directly with the spirit because when there is a vivid dream with a visitation of a spirit, they're making sure that you know that this is a spirit visiting you and not just an intense memory coming up in the shape of a dream. Okay. So just know that like, it's, it's very important to distinguish even these subtle differences that for someone who doesn't care about dream interpretation or spiritual visitation, they might think like, he's just saying the same in different words. It's not. No, it's, it's not. It's like, no, it's not. It's and it's like I, the difference between the orange in a citrus and the orange in uh, sunset. It's both orange, but they're not the same. Exactly. That's a perfect analogy. I love it. The thing basically that I want you guys to take from this is if you're having vivid dreams, start journaling, start journaling. Yeah start remembering by journaling. And if you're having visitation dreams, Mm -hmm. reach out to either one of us because my loves, if they are coming over and over and over again, it is likely something you need to learn to set better boundaries around for sure. And if you guys have the opportunity to ever, I, I don't know why I feel called to say this. And Ricardo, I'm not even sure if you've been doing them lately, but if you ever see a meditation being led by Ricardo, 
I find his voices to be one of the most soothing and comforting and calming voices that there are in the meditation industry. And I don't know what it is. It's that you started your narration voice earlier. I think that's why I'm saying this too. It's just, it drops into a completely different tone of voice and it's so soothing and relaxing. Um, So any chance, even if you just scroll through his Instagram reels and find some of his meditations, go ahead and listen to them because it's, they're very powerful. And if you have trouble falling asleep, I would like to number one, like Ricardo said, stop doom scrolling. So shut the phone off, make the screen go black, set a timer so that you can't see what's going on. You're not getting notifications anymore. And then also turn on a sleep meditation if you want. I absolutely positively love, 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 and will always mention this channel. There's a channel on YouTube called the Mindfulness uh, Mindfulness Meditation, something like that. When you look it up, you will definitely find it. The woman has like short blonde hair. Um, I believe the gentleman is bald on there. And they have some of the most wonderful sleep meditations to release anxiety, to empower yourself or all sorts of, to fall asleep fast, to fall back asleep. They've been doing this for years and they really took it on in a, in a much um, grander way with COVID. And I absolutely, I don't stick with things for very long and I've been sticking to their meditations for a couple of years now. I really sure. find them to be wonderful. So check yeah. them out. Um and their voices are not annoying. Okay. They don't ramble. They get to the point and they start the meditation. So definitely check that out. Ricardo, where can people find you? So um, I, I cannot not acknowledge the fact that you said, shut your phone off. And I, I was giggling under my breath here because like, it's beautiful. I love this. I do free guided meditations every new moon. And these are meditations that I use to reset, to help people reset and remember their own worth and remember that they can aspire in life, that they can welcome what they love and what they wish to achieve and how they wish to traverse life. And so you can find those meditations on um, Instagram, Path of Inner Peace, everything together, Path of Inner Peace. And you can also find my art account where there's some of my spiritual stuff some sometimes and dream interpretation stuff shared there, but it's further down. So you're bound to be able to connect with me for readings, ne- uh, narrated uh, meditations or personalized meditations. Um, so dream interpretation, readings, meditations on Path of Inner Peace. DM me if you want to book with me, if you want to commission any art piece, or if you just need someone to be emotionally safe with, especially if you're a man and you're discovering that you're more intuitive and that your emotions are communicating with you in a more active way than you were expecting them to because of how society has um, geared us to think that we are supposed to be emotionless and just tough it out. Um, feel free to contact me because I am here to support, uplift, and validate the experience you deserve to live because you did not come on earth to just tough it out you came on earth to live a life that when your passing time comes you will be able to celebrate and say this was so effing worth it thank you so much if you want to see any of his artwork other than on instagram you are looking at it for the cover of uh coffee and conjurings that is a ricardo original Um, inspired by one of my tattoos, but Ricardo original nonetheless. And I've even commissioned art from him for a friend after her doggy passed away. So please, please, please trust me when I say this man is so talented. Go look at what he does. Thank you again for being with us, Ricardo. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Murder and Mediumship. Bye, guys.